The book of Philippians 4.15 through 19. Now you, Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from the Ephroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And may God shall supply all your needs according to his riches, in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. To prove and entice people into the formula of prosperity, people are often basing their claims not on what they themselves should be doing on their end to fulfill the will of God in acquiring prosperity, but rather on the mere statement that God wants us to prosper. However, for us to be prosperous, this being the desire of God, is not enough. As an example, God desires to save the entire world, but only those who receive the salvation upon God's conditions will actually be saved. In the given excerpt of the book of Apostle Paul, there are a couple of moments which identify the conditions that we need to fulfill, and these conditions are not demonstrated in our actions, but rather our motives or our goals, which identify our accurate or correct state before God. Our correct state before God is our altar, constructed in accordance with the norms and standards required by God. At the same time, our giving is the sacrifice being offered upon this altar, which consecrates the offering and makes it holy. The word that I, of course, want to pay attention to here, Apostle Paul speaks not just of giving, but the fact that they gave to him. And so, and so there is offering and there's also giving, and there's a bit of a difference between these two. And so giving in this situation Because there's a situation where a person is in need. Apostle Paul, in this case, had a need. And God put him in that circumstance where he had need. And not a single church offered to him. But because of the Philippians, they took part in that giving to him. And and so you give because a person is in need. Sometimes you can offer something when a person is not necessarily needing it. And so it is when practically you can't take anything from this person because he doesn't have anything and you give to him because he needs it. And this opens up great potential for God to bless you. Apostle Paul says, I know how to live in poverty. I know how to live uh, having everything I need. And I've learned all of this in Christ Jesus. And so giving is specifically for those who need it. And in this situation, 
is Apostle, this was Apostle Paul, and also was Elijah in his time, and he sent her to the widow in Sidon so that she feed him. And she fed him in poverty, a, a piece of bread and water. And so for Apostle Paul and Elijah, this is giving. And today, what we do when it comes to our tithes, this is also giving. Uh, and so when a person in need, one who represents a father of God is in need, our uh, act of giving is necessary so that we could open up this potential that God has for us. And so there are f uh, four elements of giving. Apostle Arkady has listed them. Giving is the method of acknowledging the delegated authority of God. Giving is the true method, the exam of our uh, acknowledging God's authority over ourselves. And so when you see someone who seems very powerful, capable, you may see, well, yeah, this person has potential. But when it is someone who does not have this image, but you know that God can bless you through this person, um, you then give. Uh, and this is your method of truly, legitimately acknowledging God's delegated authority over yourself. Giving is the fruit which increases to our benefit. And so gifts rarely uh, bring benefit to someone because as soon as a person has gifts of the Holy Spirit, this person begins to boast about himself. He uses these gifts in ways he shouldn't be. And so a fruit in the form of a gift is always uh, in benefit to a Christian and will not be for his downfall. Giving is the sweet-smelling uh, sweet incense and offering acceptable to God. And so it turns out when we partake in giving uh, to the one that is in need of it, he is the one who represents the delegated authority of God, then we have the ability uh, to enter into the temple from the outer courtyard because the outer courtyard an offering was brought but the altar of incense was right before the Holy of Holies. And so for us to not just offer sacrifices upon an altar where incense can come to God, um, the Lord needed also the sweet-smelling incense, which would raise in, into the in a form of a cloud in the temple to God. And so giving allows us to bring forth bring God not just offerings but also to enter into the holy place right before the holy of holies where the glory of God is and bring to God or offer to God the sweet smelling incense and so bringing your offerings you also will bring them uh, with the sweet-smelling incense. And giving is the guide by which all of our needs are satisfied. Apostle Paul says that my God he uh, 
he says, may all of your needs be supplied. May the Lord uh, give to you all and satisfy all your needs. May he supply all of your needs is what he says. And so we can receive all of the gifts as we know all of the goodness, but only through us as through, through the apostles. Right now we're going to sing a psalm and we will partake, we will participate in this privileged service and we will have the opportunity in this service to approach the Holy of Holies. Who would have thought that the service of tithes and offerings would allow us to approach uh, God's face directly? And so we understand that we don't just offer to God, we give to God as in the form of a requirement. How many times have you heard these uh, statements, I will invest in wealthy preachers, but God says, I will give, I give to you the one I give you, and he could be rich and he could be poor, and sometimes healthy, and sometimes sick. Let us stand. And we will sing a psalm. Yeah. 
repeat after our pastor every time when the nation of Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings either in the tabernacle of Moses or the temple of Solomon they were required as a command that the Lord gave to Moses to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation which they continued to do or were faithful to for thousands of years we are the same Israel we are connected to the same roots we're nourished by the same olive tree we will do the same thing Please stretch out your hand over your tithes and please pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food within your house. I do not give in sorrow and I do not give in uncleanness and I do not give for the dead. I deeply believe in your unchanging word and I am glad that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. You may be seated. <laughs> 